I had a client two weeks ago. He wrote a post the following day and he made five sales. At the end of the week, he, he left me a testimonial. He said, you made me go from 10K month to 10K week. So that, that there is this kind of moment that is not necessarily, you can't really see it, but the way he start writing is different. The way that he or she are showing up is different. This is the Reframe Your Journey podcast, because we know you can go further and faster together. It doesn't have to be a guessing game. Each session, we'll be getting into advice and tactical tools centered around the three S's of strategy, systems, and long-term success. I'm Greg Ryder, entrepreneur, course creator, and coach. Let's dive in. My guest this week is an absolute shining beacon of positive energy to others. In her journey of transitioning from running large agency teams in London, leaning into her coaching background, she now guides her clients in leveling up and stepping into their bigger vision and living a purposeful life. She truly has a deep understanding in the power of connection with others and the reconnection with ourselves. Let's dig in and welcome Geraldine Spurway. Hi, Geraldine. Welcome to the Reframe Series podcast, where we are speaking to entrepreneurs all over the globe, sharing impactful stories and making a difference, uh, especially on the LinkedIn platform like you are and just helping so many people. Welcome. So happy to have you here. How are you? I'm great, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Love it. Where are we speaking to you from today? Where are you at? So I'm currently in London. I'm still in London for another two months. And then I'll be in France. Nice. I, I could tell from your post that you spend a, a fair bit of time in France. One of my favorite places uh, to visit. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I try to, I try to travel there as much as I can. I've got clients there, so it gives me a nice balance, to be honest. Well, I'm going to share a couple posts of yours today. Um, but before we do that, you know, I'm not going to dig too far back. You know, there's a sports show in North America here called TSN, and they always have this during the game a TSN turning point where the momentum changes, everything changes. You know, Geraldine, maybe you can share a little bit. I know you worked in the digital space, a digital agency space, I think maybe yeah. between uh, London and Paris, if I'm correct. But maybe you can share what your turning point was from working for others to feeling like there might be something more and and starting to to work for yourself. Or what was that like for you? So... I used to run uh, the sales and marketing department of big agencies in London, and um, I absolutely loved my job. I loved my job. I had the best team ever. I had the best client. I was working from eight till around five in the agency. Then I would pick up my daughter, become a mom, put her to bed, and then work again until midnight you know, the old myth, myth of you can't reach your, you know, your, your team after nine was not available for me. So I would keep working and working. And I was doing extremely well and an amazing deal. And then the bonus arrived. <laughs> and when I saw my bonus, I was like, what is that? And then I went to see the CEO and I said, there must be a zero missing. There is something really off. And at that moment, they told me, oh, no, but you're only getting the money based on um, you only getting your money, your body is not based on your what your your revenue yourself, but based on who client has paid. And I said, well, surely that's that can't be the case because that's not my job. This is uh, the the CFO right. and the you know 
I, as far as, I come, as I'm concerned, I've hit my target. Yeah, well, no, da, 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 da. And at moment in time, I realized I hadn't worked like a lunatic. I didn't see my daughter growing uh, for a bonus that was completely insignificant. And I was walking back on my way home and I was like, oh my gosh, something needs to change. And um, and there were a couple of conversations in and there. And I, I had qualified as a coach um, you know, five years before that with the ICF. And I never wanted to set up my business. That was never my intention. Um, I just wanted to coach better within an organization. But at that moment, I was like, I don't think I can keep going. And yeah, I made a decision and I just said I quit. Wow. What a specific moment that you can still recall all these years later for you. You know, I had a conversation just the other day with somebody, but I always had this thought when you hit that level, like an executive level, or you're working that hard, like everything would change, or you'd be recognized and, you know, more autonomy, more flexibility, but it really wasn't the case, or is it, you know, you reach those levels. And it takes something to happen like that for you to realize, well, this isn't exactly what I thought was going on here. Yeah, and I think essentially, for women at that level of seniority, I think it's really hard um, because in the boardroom, there's only men. And I remember this awkward moment where I would get into the boardroom and people were talking about the last football match on, you know, whatever subject I had no interest in and no one would stop speaking and I would wait forever and forever before I was able to speak. And I thought that that is really wrong that we can't, uh, really be ourselves within the boardroom, etc. And then when I would leave at five o'clock to pick up my daughter, because that was the agreement, I would get the, the odd eye, oh, you're part-time. Well, I'm not. I wake up at five to work. I work after nine. And so you realize you work, you work, you work around the clock. And you leave your family on the side. You have no social life. And yeah, at some point, you're just like, is this really what it means to be at the top? Like, to have no life? And this is what I thought. I thought, I have no life. I'm only working for the company. And so at that moment, I thought, oh, it can't be it. Surely there's something better. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we have a lot of work to do still. Um, I do think the tides are changing a bit. And we'll see yeah. where it goes with people recognizing this, especially over the last two, three years, right? Um, with with the, the pandemic that hit and people doing a lot more self-reflection and realization that there has to be some more. Um, I know we had a lot in common, um, which is also why I was excited to connect to you um, and reach out and have this conversation. I'm going to share a post. Let, let's get started here because, you know what, from our first initial conversation, I felt this energy uh, from you on this call. It, <laughs> you know, just a, a people person and, and reciprocal energy. This post here, Geraldine, talks actually about initially with the photographer you work with. Yeah. But what I love about this is how you perceive the creative process in the branding and the work you do. It's a statement. It's a declaration, a revolution, a print in the sand and exposing one's true self. I absolutely love the way that you talk about the person coming alive. And when they finally do, your people will feel it and they will find you. Can you share a little bit about this and you know what you see when people kind of come to life when you work with them like where where do you see that magic where's that intersection so the people who come to me are already successful 
um, I work with people who have a certain level of success, but they are at a turning point. Either they've lost something, for example, um, marriage, that um, they, they lost their father. There's always some sort of loss, or either they are comfortable, but but they want to reach the next level, and they, they feel something is missing. So there's something missing. And when they come to me, most of them actually have no idea what I do because I don't really talk about what I do. I write a lot, but it's not very explicit what I do. I combine energy work with mindset work with pure strategy, but I never talk about it. So they come to me and they're just like, I don't really know why, but I know I need to work with you, that there's something here that's pulling me towards you and we work together. And the thing that happens most of the time is that these people have some sort of introverted side. They're not introverted, but they, they somehow are, they are all as if they had a shield over them, right? And because I'm 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 a psychic and a channel, I channel, you know, many things. I, I see, I get under the skin and I see what's holding them back. And so when I start channeling and I and I literally tell them the truth of what's really missing for them to really step into the higher self, step into the bigger vision. Um, it feels like um, a light bulb moment. I had a moment, I had a client two weeks ago who literally, we did an activation and literally had tears running down. And he said, seriously, uh, I need to thank you. That was beautiful. It was just amazing. And then he, he wrote a post the following day and he made five cells. And then a week at the end of the week, he, he left me a testimonial. He said, you made me go from 10K month to 10K week. And it's just that, that so that, that there is this kind of moment that is not necessarily, you can't really see it, but the way he starts writing is different. The way that he or she are showing up is different. So there is that moment. And then there is the photo shoot moment because I do a lot of photo shoot with my clients. And usually it's at, at the end of the, personal running mentoring that I do with them. And I'm really pushy in the kind of photo shoot that I do in a sense that I completely restyle them. I do all the styling. The, I, I push them beyond what they think they can do. And so at the very beginning of the photo shoot, they're a little bit shy. And at the end, it's usually three hours, we get into the sassiness, into the sexy vibe, sexy, like, uh, you know, very um, connecting with the... Yeah, the, the sassness, you know, the, the, the side of them that they, they didn't know they have, that they have them. And the minute it comes up, they just don't want the shoot to come to finish. They're just like, and and a lot of them are telling me, you know, the photo shoot with you is just not like a photo shoot. It's like a healing process. There is a, when they see themselves, they're just like, is that really me? Yeah, because we don't touch the picture. This is you. This is really you. And that allow them suddenly it's like a, oh my gosh, this is me. I can take that space. I'm, I am ready to step up. I am ready to show up. And, and that is really beautiful to see them shining. I, I just really love it. Yeah, what a great connection point too. Like to be in person and seeing them through this process. Yeah. Um, it's like an unveiling, you know, and, and you're speaking to me as somebody too, like naturally introverted, naturally quiet, kind of always have this protector shield on. So I can see how, you know, that process uh, yeah. can really make a big impact for how they show up yeah. uh, moving yeah, forward. It's super impactful. I got a question for you on that because we do so much of this now digitally on Zoom, these Zoom meetings and things like, 
you know, my my strength I always found was in person. Let's go for a coffee talk. Let's go for a walk. You know, that sort of thing. And now that we've been out of the office, I know in my company, you know, remote for three years now or whatever, you know, I feel a little loss of that. You know, I can do a virtual coffee, great conversation, but there's a little bit of magic loss. How about you in these virtual calls? Like, have do you find them energizing? Do you find them draining? Like, I, I understand, and we'll talk a little bit more about the retreat work you do, but how do you bring that to the digital space? Um, so I think I still enjoy my Zoom call. Um, I know a lot of people say, oh my gosh, the Zoom call, oh my gosh, Instagram, oh my gosh, LinkedIn. And I jump on a call and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I get to speak to someone in Canada. Yeah. What is the magic about that? You know, I'm in London, I'm in Canada. What are the odds that I bump into you into a coffee shop that you look at me, if I talk to you, just like, what does she want? Or if you speak to me, other, what does he want? It would be never, you know. So I think from my perspective, energy is my strategy. And when people meet me, they're just like, oh, you know, because, and it's literally everything that I do, I do it with intention. If I'm not feeling it, I would never lie. I literally message someone and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm being, you know, to cancel last minute. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling good. If something came up, I won't be able to know the space. Is that possible to reschedule? And usually instead of lying and say, oh, it's, you know, they, they enjoy that. So for me, I manage the energy online by, first of all, not, not allowing for too many. There's never going to be more than five Zoom call, including my client call in a week with my own client when they are in London. We do Zoom call and we do face-to-face call. And obviously face-to-face call is taking a lot more of my time because it means that I need to travel to that place. And when they are with me, they never want to leave. So it's not an hour and being an hour and a half. But you know what? I think it's very important because we're in a sphere that for two years we've been locked in. And I just feel it could happen again tomorrow. And I just never want to be in a position that I've said to myself, oh my gosh, I missed this opportunity. So the way I manage the energy online is by always showing up with intention, always being like, I get, I'm so lucky to speak to that person who is not in the same city, you know, and actually not even to move from my rooms. And the second thing is by um, not putting too many in the, you know, in the week. And the third thing is by limiting the time. Like after an hour, I'm, I'm done. My intention is physically, I need a break. So you know, all these ongoing conversations, even in my mastermind, I usually tell them, you know, it's never going to be more than two hours because you're going to be drained. I'm going to be drained. You're going to be scrolling through your phone and it's going to be not very profitable for anyone. So, yeah. Right. That attention span and ability to focus for that long. I love 90 minute sprints, even with my work. Like I know if I focus for 90 minutes, I need a break. Like that's, that's what I get. Very helpful tips there in managing that because of the work you do and the energy management and consciousness around it. So thank you. Very, very good practical uh, tips there. Let's talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to share uh, another post here. Uh, oh, that's a great uh, photo shoot at the end of a shoot. Uh, his testimonial, you know, um, you, somebody can find it on your LinkedIn profile. His name yeah, is Chris, Chris, right? Yeah. Chris his, yes. His uh, testimonial uh, is amazing, by the way. So people can look you up and take a look. But this one here, this is more a post around getting away. 
being able to get away guilt-free time for yourself, whether you have family, you know, if you're a parent that a perfect parent doesn't exist, you know, be able to take pride in yourself and and guilt-free. And this ties into the retreats you do, the in-person retreats you do. And you had a lovely picture of uh, one of your last ones there. I don't think you guys were planning for snow, but absolutely probably made the most of it. So why the in-person retreats? Maybe you can pick that up from where we were sharing about energy, where, where the magic happens. Um, so when I set up my business, I had in mind to initially um, do some leadership management within organization and help men be, the, be better leaders with in mind to give women a voice. Because I said, if men know how to lead better and to hold space for women, women will be able to find their voice in the workplace. My first ever contract within six weeks of setting up my company was a corporate retreat for um, 22 CEO in France, all men that I was taking um, on a place called Les Dunes du Pilat, so sand dunes. And, and a month later, COVID hit, COVID hit, sorry. So no retreat. Uh, no business. That <laughs> was like, what am I going to do? But literally retreat because I believe in the power of connection. And when we are with people, um, everyone works differently. Some people um, are auditory, some people are kinesthetic, some people are visual. And when we are all together in the same room, I believe we can um, really touch point on all these senses as opposed to just on Zoom where Some people just look at themselves, actually, on a Zoom call. Um, So when the world started to slowly reopen, I realized that I was craving connection. I'm a person, I'm a hugger. I always touch people and, you know, so it was difficult with COVID. We're like, elbow and, well. And so the minute we started to, um, the world started to reopen, I went myself on a retreat. I took myself on a retreat uh, for a week in June a detox retreat, fasting, no eating, just hiking, a digital detox where I needed some clarity as to the next step in my business. And when I came back, it was an evidence. I was like, I had completely forgotten what I wanted to do because of COVID, you know, you were, you know, you pivot your business and you go where the the wind takes you. And by going for weeks, slow fasting, not eating, hiking and everything, I got some very high level clarity and I said to myself that's it you are going to do what you said you were doing you're going to create in-person retreat so this one was in the Pyrenees was not supposed to snow I was not equipped at all (laughs) you know the people I was doing it with were like oh don't worry it's sunny Um, and then I got there I had a pair of jeans trainers hiking shoes but not and then we were, um, we were, there was some high spy thing. So we were um, jumping in swimming costume in the cold, I mean, iced water, but it was not supposed to snow. So it was even, well, but it was amazing. And the next one is actually going to be, um, I'm doing one uh, on the 10th of June down the beach. It's a day retreat. And then I'm going to do one in September, um, five days in Greece. And it's all going to be about uh, reconnecting with your five senses. And it's for me, it's very important because I think we lost touch with who we are. And this these retreats are not business retreats. We can speak business if right. you want at right. dinner, <laughs> but it's more 
who are you? What is a part of you that you forget and you forget on a daily basis or that you forgot to reconnect with? I want everyone to feel after my retreat that they have ignited this fire within themselves, that they are able to move forward. That's something there's been a shift and activation. So this is what it is for. Nice, nice. And we can all use that. I mean, a lot happens in a given year. Um, you know, there's so many ups and downs. Think life happens, right? You know, like you said, there's a loss, there's a challenge, things yeah. that happen that can really start to f- block us mentally or 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 really hold us back. So I think what you're saying about that activation and that you know re reigniting uh, through your retreats is what a great process. What a great great idea. You know, we're all different, but we're all the same in so many ways. So. You know, how does that relate to to anybody, whether they're a content creator on LinkedIn, whether they're what other, you know, what they're they're after, what they're trying to pursue? What's a common theme uh, or takeaway that you think you can share that you see from those retreats or in-person connections when when they leave? Give us something to think about there. Um, there there is a real vulnerability that's showing up. Um, you know, a lot of people come to these retreats not really knowing what they're here for, uh, but a lot of them are at loss, you know, that there is something that is their borderline. There's not a lot of people who come to retreats feeling excited, pumped up, and, you know, most of them, there is a need for slowing down, a need for being taken care of, a need for switching off completely. And the first day, they all want to check the phone, and but actually, there's not a lot of time to check your phone. So they they realize that actually nothing is going to explode. It's just about reconnecting with who you are. And there's vulnerability showing up. There are there's a big sense of clarity in a sense that they they come back and they don't want to live the same life. I had people turning vegan after a retreat um, and be like, oh, I want to see if I can sustain that not eating meat. I thought I was going to die. I didn't die. My tummy is flat and I'm actually feeling super good. Some people stop alcohol um, because we don't serve alcohol, you know. Um, that's not to say I want to retreat in Spain where we go crazy, but that's not what I'm doing right now. Um, and some people want to run retreats. It's just, oh, I want to run retreats as well. And some people get a level of clarity in their business and, and realize, actually, I need to sh- I need to let that go. I uh, Because during my retreat, I do a lot of um, hypno-breath work, which... Uh, fire the neural pathway and get you to really tap into your subconscious mind and really guide you into um, uncovering where you need where you're supposed to go when you're not conscious. You know, when you're conscious, it's always directed decision. But when you really let your mind wander, where is it that you're supposed to go? And because I get them to journal a lot and write everything down, you know, when they leave, they're just like, okay, this is what I said I would be doing. So am I going to be on track? Um, yeah. So it's quite it's quite beautiful actually. Really is a pow- powerful, really, and yeah, it is. You know, we live such busy lives, right, Geraldine? And I know for for me, sometimes if I'm going to get away, it does take one, two, almost three days to kind of yeah. fully yeah, exhale just... and let go of of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I could sit out in a boat in the middle of the lake, and eventually, I'm going to get some good clarity. <laughs> but it takes it takes time. You know, you can show up somewhere and you're focused on taking pictures or you're focused on, should I send this photo? Like so many things race through our head. So I love that you're facilitating that. 
and, and creating that environment for people to get to that that spot. Super impactful. Thanks for showing up today and sharing with us. It's amazing. People can look you up where? Spur, the spurway.com on your website or on LinkedIn. Obviously, you're making quite an impact there. Um, what's the best way for people to, to look you up, Jody? So I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Don't ask me what I'm doing on TikTok. I'm there, but I'm not really excited. Uh, and uh, Gerald is Spurway. And uh, there's my website, thespurway.com, but it's a little bit obsolete. I need to rebrand. So uh, you'll find a lot of info, but not all up to speed. But the research will be there very soon as well. Um, but yeah, this is usually it's LinkedIn or Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us. Have a great oh, rest of your day, so Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Be sure to check the show notes for a recap of the lessons so you can reference them as you look to apply them to your journey. Please be sure to subscribe, give it a like and a comment. It is very much appreciated. Have a great day, a great week, and let's go and grow.